Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi again, this is Charles Kelly. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, reporting here from a rainy, wet, uh, miserable, cold day in November. But there's been a lot happening this week, so I want to get straight into it. And today I want to report that the government borrowing has reached 23 billion, not for the year, but for a month. In October last month, uh, last month, the, the government borrowed 23 billion pounds. That's 23 billionaires uh, just in one month borrowing. Uh, and, and a billion is what? A thousand million pounds. It's a lot of money. And uh, they borrowed that in a month. And why? Because the, the, the Treasury is spending more than it is earning in tax revenue, which is obviously due to the, the lockdown and the downturn in the economy. So it's getting less uh, income tax, corporation tax, um, PAYE um, because of this furlough scheme and VAT on spending because you know, we're in another lockdown now. The shops are closed. Well, obviously that didn't affect the the, the uh, October uh, figures, but, you know, the furlough is costing a fortune. I mean, I, I read a figure that the government borrowing was reaching more than a billion pounds a day due to the help for the, the furlough scheme, the job support scheme, help for the self-employed and, and so on. So it, it's, you know, the borrowing is, is just almost getting out of control. Uh, it hasn't, we haven't seen these levels since the 1960s when we were still well into paying off the war debt, the, the World War II debt, uh, mostly to, to America. And that, that debt took until, I think, until the 80s to, to be paid off. So the national debt now, this is different from the monthly deficit. This is the, the national debt. So every month you have a deficit or every year you have a deficit, which is obviously we're going to have a massive deficit this year. Uh, but the, the national debt has reached 2.8 trillion by, by October. 2.8 trillion, not billion, 2.8 trillion. And that's up by just just in this financial year, 276 uh, a billion since the, the start of the, the, the financial year. And it's on target to exceed uh, 300 billion in, in spending just, just for, the, for the year. So it, it, it's in a, in a pretty bad state. And uh, monthly borrowing now is required because, as I said, we're, we're spending more than we earn. And in, in April and May, the monthly figure was over 40 billion just for April and then similar figure to May following the first lockdown. Now we're in another lockdown. Uh, we had seen a, an upturn in the economy in the third quarter, but we're again in another lockdown, which is killing businesses. It's killing small uh, traders. Uh, you know, it doesn't help that High Street have closed off all the parking spaces. And, and now we hear that two more clothing chains, Peacocks and the famous Jaeger brand, you know, this this beautiful brand of, of knitwear and coats. I've got a Jaeger coat. I've had it for years. It just won't wear out. Well, those brands have gone into administration this week, which means it's one step towards bankruptcy, but it doesn't mean you're actually bankrupt. It means that you restructure your debts. That means you don't pay your landlord. You don't pay the taxes. You don't pay uh, debtors that people that owe you, you owe money to. It could be small uh, manufacturers. It could be people who just supplied them. They're not going to get paid. So it all has a knock-on effect. 
and and the landlords could be your pension fund it it, it could just be a, a a small investor that owns one shop and it's rented out to them it, it could be anything but mostly it's going to be pension funds insurance funds that will eventually be passed on to people who are part of that pension fund so so uk uk debt the overall uk debt now it has reached 100% of the GDP of the economy. That's 100% of what it produces. That's that's the amount of debt we're in. Now, if, as an individual, if you're in that sort of position, the the banks will probably be calling in your money. They'll be calling in your loan. And so we want our money back because you're too high a risk. You know, if you're borrowing on a property uh, reached 100% and the banks have, we, we've revalued your property, you, your, your loan is now exceeding 100% of the value of the property, they would probably call the debt in. Even if you're paying the monthly figures, this happened in 2008 to lots of investors when they revalued their their portfolios, and so so that's. But the government it doesn't really work like that. With, with the government, the, the government are always expected to repay their debts, but actually has to borrow money to repay the debt when it comes to repaying the debt. And what is this debt? Where, where does it come from? Well, the the government issued what's called bonds, which are really loan notes that say we will pay you an interest for an, for a certain number of years. And then we'll pay it back at the end of the term of the bond. That bond can be traded on the market. Now, rates on bonds are you know, close to zero anyway. The only uh, people investing in these bonds are institutions. Um, now they, they have to invest in these because perhaps they've got pension liabilities to pay. And they, they need to put their money into a secure position where they know that for the next year, five years, 10 years, 30, even 50 year bonds have been issued, that that money would definitely be coming in and that will pay off. Uh, pension liabilities. This is they're required to do this by law. So if they've got pension liabilities to pay out, they need to put their money in a secure place. They can't just say well, we're gambling that the market will go up this year so we can pay these pension liabilities. So it's a big market for bonds. So they don't go out and, and borrow money literally from the banks. They they, they get it from the, these bonds that they issue. And in fact, they're issuing their own mortgage, if you like. And companies do this as well. There are things called corporate bonds. And uh, th- th- these are also issued by large companies. And, and you know, some of these bonds are, are good, some are not so good. Uh, but it, it's, it's just a way of the government uh, raising money. So it's an interesting way of raising money. Uh, you, you can't go and issue a bond yourself uh, and, and sell it on the market, but governments and, and large companies do. And in, we hear about this thing called quantitative easing, don't we? Which is really like printing money because the Bank of England actually buys a lot of these bonds. Uh, to shore up the economy, because it's very embarrassing for the government to say issue a bond, issue say five billion of bonds, and then and only say two billion of that is taken up. Uh, obviously, they work with institutions to make sure they will be taken up. But the Bank of England often steps in and buys some of these bonds. And in fact, um, this this is called quantitative easing. So far, has bought uh, under this policy, the quantitative easing, current quantitative easing policy, eight hundred seventy five billion pounds of government bonds. This is really like uh, the, the Bank of England saying, we'll, we'll just issue this money from nowhere and buy £875 billion worth of bonds, which then appears in the, on the government's figures uh, to spend. It's printing money in, in, in effect. And in America, it's worse. They're printing trillions of, of dollars this year. Uh, so that, that's going to have an effect on the value of the dollar and the, the buying power of dollars. So where it will end, we, we don't know. Obviously, Things will eventually pick up, I guess. Uh, we'll, we'll eventually come out of this lockdown. We're all being pushed into taking a vaccine, which I don't really want to take uh, until it's really well proven. And But that that's the big hope at the moment. 
every time you switch on the news, they're saying, oh, the vaccine is coming. You'll be able to take a vaccine maybe before Christmas or after Christmas. We'll all have this wonderful vaccine jabbed into our arm. Uh, we don't haven't tested it really yet. We tested it on a few thousand people. We haven't seen the long term effects. But here we are. It will save the world, this, this vaccine. In fact, Warren Buffett in the last quarter, according to figures that they 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 have to issue figures when a big company buys shares. Uh, three months later, they have to tell the the uh, the stock market what shares they bought. And in fact, it was revealed that Warren Buffett, who doesn't buy that many shares in a year, actually invested in four pharmaceutical companies in the in the last quarter. And he actually put sixty five billion dollars into four pharmaceutical companies. I think one of them is Pfizer. And because he obviously knew that vaccines are coming out. And of course, those shares have shot up in value. So Warren Buffett has added a few more billion to his already uh, billion. He's one of the richest men in the world, of course, to his already burgeoning fortune. Uh, and uh, like his friend Bill Gates would, would have done this year and uh, Jeff Bezos. The rest of it, the rest of us, small businesses in particular, are really suffering uh, this year on uh, you know, on, on small, particularly small businesses, they're, they're getting some help from the government, but a lot of the small businesses are not getting any help. And obviously thousands of people have been made redundant uh, th this year. So how this is going to pan out in the economy, I don't know. Property prices have still gone up, going up at the moment, but not in London. Uh, they're going down in London. But where people are moving out of London, uh, prices in the suburbs and beyond are, are pretty firm and, and have gone up this year. Perhaps it's slowed down a bit now. We're coming into winter. Uh, but that's partly due to the lack of property on the market and the stamp duty holiday uh, that, that uh, the government has introduced until next March. But when these furlough schemes and stamp duty holidays come to an end, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I'm just surprised that the market has gone up this year, but it, it has. Now, as, as for property, I think property is still a good long term investment, but you've got to know what you're doing. And what, what I would say to people at the moment, if you're in property, are you doing well as, as well as you could in, in this market? You know, could you could you be doing better? And I, I mentioned this because there's a, a seminar running right now uh, for three days. And I'm going to put some details on there. It's, it's a free seminar you can do online. And it, it's run by a good friend of mine. It's not my seminar, but it's, it's a very good. It's more of a workshop seminar. You don't just sit there. You, you actually work out things as you're going along they give you little exercises to do but the workshop will be covered it's a three-day workshop by the way so you haven't missed it all how to buy and refurbish and refinance that's called brr that strategy where you can source the best brr deals you buy them you refurbish them and you refinance to get most or all of your money out that you can then move on to the next deal and then you can rent that property out and, and get a perpetual return on that money because you haven't left that much money in uh, ways to use cash flow strategies to rent to rent. So if you've got no money whatsoever, you can you can do what's called rent to rent to, to generate cash flow. And I know lots of people are doing this and making a lot of money out of it. Understand how to structure deals to sell to other people. That's called deal packaging. Uh, how you can save money on tax by, 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 by employing the right strategies. And then they talk about pensions versus property investing. This is the old question. Should I invest in pensions or should I put my money directly into property myself? How to make property work with just five to seven hours per week time invested. How you can build a prop property portfolio, recycling deposits and how to raise money you need to invest. And this, this doesn't mean going to get mortgages. This is a bit like 
creating money from thin air, but they'll go into that on the workshop. So I'm going to put a link here on, on Facebook here where you can see how to do it. And there's a link up already. Just click on the link and register. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's free anyway. And, and you can sit there and learn for the next three days. So thanks for listening. Have, have a great weekend if we don't see you again. Uh, stay safe and enjoy your weekend. And we're in lockdown here in the UK, so there's not much we can do, but we can go out and do some shopping anyway, food shopping, but not clothes shopping. Thanks very much for listening and bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 